For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we'll be talking to Dr. Derek W.H. Thomas. Dr. Thomas, welcome. Uh, Good to see you and hear you again. (laughs) Dr. Thomas is Senior Minister at First Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Prior to that, he served at First Presbyterian Church for around 16 years, I believe, in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, where he was Chairman of the the Theology Department at Reformed Theological Seminary. Uh, Dr. Thomas is currently the Robert Strong Professor of Systematic and Practical Theology at RTS Atlanta and a teaching fellow with Ligonier Ministries. He is also a well-published author, has numerous books. Some of the more recent publications are How the Gospel Brings Us All the Way Home and Strength for the Weary, both published by Reformation Trust Publishing. Uh, Dr. Thomas, before we get into uh, today's question, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about your family and then uh, where you started out in ministry? Well, as you can hear from my accent, uh, I don't come from these parts, (laughs) and uh, people are always telling me that. Uh, I've actually been in the States now for 23 years, but I grew up in Britain, uh, in Wales, and um, uh, went to school and college, university in Wales, and then in 1976 came to uh, RTS in Jackson uh, to do my MDiv, and then returned to uh, the UK, pastored a church in Belfast in Northern Ireland for uh, 17 years before uh, returning. In 1996, I returned to uh, RTS Jackson to, to teach and uh, the introduction that you just gave. Yeah, and, and before we, we jump in, I do need to ask, did, did you do any youth ministry as well? <laughs> Well, when you're the solo minister in uh, a, a church of, say, 150 members or so, um, you do everything, including <laughs> including youth ministry. Uh, and, of course, at that point, I would have been in my late 20s, um, as, as opposed to 65. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yes, I've done a little bit of it uh, for a few years. And uh, even when uh, others and there were there were others not, not full-time paid others, but but uh, parents typically of children involved in that ministry. I I still had um, I still had a part to play in it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I need to say as well, uh, in 2004, the very first seminary class I took at RTS in Jackson was the Theology of John Owen. Um, so that was my introduction to. 
RTS, and that was my introduction to Dr. Thomas. So it's great to be able to connect with you and, and keep up and um, have you on this uh, show today. Uh, so again, uh, it's good to have you on, and I guess we'll go ahead and get into our first question for today. Those who uh, listen know that this second uh, season of the podcast, we're ask, asking frequently asked questions to youth workers uh, but we also divert from that a bit at times and get some pastoral advice uh, for uh, youth workers. Those who listened to Dr. Ligon Duncan uh, about a month or so ago know that these questions will be somewhat similar uh, to the questions that he received. But um, let's jump into today's first question. Uh, Dr. Thomas, as senior pastor, uh, what, what, what three pieces of advice would you give to someone serving in student ministry? And by student, uh, we we mean not just youth, but but somebody who's at college and. Uh, Absolutely, I think it'd be it'd be fine to include that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's an important aspect for me personally in that I was saved uh, in my first semester at college, and and college ministry uh, was hugely influential in my decision to become a pastor in uh, my uh, reformed convictions um, in the importance of serving generally um, and uh, there are individuals and books and truths you know that I that I became acquainted with and, and imbibed uh, during that period of my life that I still recall uh, to this day. Uh, and I think that particularly in senior high ministry, perhaps more than middle school um, ministry, um, you know, it's an important um, part in one's development and growth. I, I think that uh, Kids who are who are sixteen and and upwards and you know maybe younger are inquisitive and and they're encountering life and um, more and more especially in that transition from home to university when you're on your own and you're making decisions for the first time uh, those are those are crucial moments in the life of any individual and. Uh, you are, in many respects, training and developing tomorrow's leaders. So, so th th I think that would be my first piece of advice is to recognize the importance of what it is that you're doing and, and never forget it uh, because uh, something that you say, uh, an action that you perform, uh, a friendship um, that you show uh, coming alongside someone uh, for a period in their life can transform that person and make that person into something completely different by the help of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there are countless numbers of people who look back uh, to their youth worker, their youth minister, their, their, their minister, campus minister, directors of, of ministries, whatever, um, and and have a huge impact. Uh, I I remember um, at seminary, for example, um, listening to the stories of seminary students and just how many of them uh, were impacted by uh, their youth leaders and campus ministers. 
uh, to a degree that far outshadowed even their current ministers at the church. Um, and I think in part that's because they were influenced at, at a time when they were growing and expanding uh, physically, but, but also intellectually and spiritually. And so, so, you know, recognize the importance of, your, of, of that ministry. You know, the second thing is a piece of advice I think I would give to anybody in ministry, uh, and that is uh, be gospel focused. Um, you know, just because you're ministering to covenant kids, you know, don't, don't assume then that you don't need to be evangelistic. Don't assume that you don't need to regularly, every time that you speak and teach and minister and have coffee with someone, breakfast with someone, talk about the gospel and, and get that pattern and shape of the gospel, uh, you know, repeating Every day, nothing in my hands I bring simply to thy cross I cling. Because we are all experts at self-justification and um, removing that, that uh, narrative that leads to idolatry is a lifelong process. And it begins, I think, by inculcating as quickly as possible uh, that gospel-shaped um, ministry. Um, so, so that means you have to stay close to the gospel yourself. Uh, and I think the third piece of advice would be to see the importance of the local church. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer in niche ministries. Um, you know, there are there are areas of our lives and not just for for youth and and college students but men's ministries and women's ministries and uh, we we single out professionals sometimes and 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 I'm all in favor of of that uh, birds of a feather flock together of course uh, but the importance of the church uh, that the goal here is um, to see these uh, young folk, um, you know, become useful members of the local church. And that's not a, a, a criticism of parachurch ministries uh, at all. Uh, I support a number of parachurch ministries and sit on boards of parachurch ministries. But, but at the end of the day, Jesus only has one plan, and it's called church. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I think that means that as a youth worker and as a, a, a college pastor, director, whatever, you know, they have to see in you that you love the church and uh, that you that you and your family um, have church as the number one priority. And um, so that the ministry doesn't become a thing in itself. It is a means to an end, and the end is that they that they find their niche within the local church. Hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's some great advice. I mean, first, just seeing the significance of the ministry that's that's being done, and then secondly, like you said, remaining gospel focused, not assuming uh, that these students, you know, if they're covenant children, that they necessarily believe. And then, kind of, you said, I guess maybe a sub point under that is also. Uh, 
knowing the gospel personally and you staying close to the gospel and then, you know, the local church and the significance of that. Um, but before we wrap this up, just kind of a, a follow-up uh, to the first thing, you, you talking about how inquisitive, um, you know, specifically senior high students and even maybe some, some junior high students are that sometimes we can underestimate the questions that they're asking and thinking. And so I wonder if just asking you, as you said, um, you did not become a believer until college. Do you remember some of the questions you were wrestling with um, as a senior high student? You know, I don't know if you had any connection to the church, but your thoughts on God, on theology, on church, what, what would you say, what were some of your hangups, I guess, with Christianity? Yes, I mean, I, I grew up in a secular home, uh, a non-church-going home, uh, and I was a math uh science major math major basically but but and i believe that science had all of the answers but but whilst there are particular features of where i was that are perhaps unique to myself the thing that isn't unique is that i was asking questions and and they're very basic questions about who am i and why am i here and and why is anything here and what is my purpose and goal and why does anything matter and i and i think that um, youth workers and, and college student, college uh, ministers and directors have a vastly significant role in trying to answer those questions and not answering them out of a sense of cleverness, but answering them in a way that makes the student feel as though their questions are genuine and that they're sincere. Uh, and, and that there are no silly questions at the end of the day. Uh, and and to take these these questions seriously, but also to provide serious answers to them. Um, and it's amazing to me uh, as I as I talk to youth workers in our own church, for example, that um, you know it's the same questions that are being raised by teens today that that I was asking fifty years ago. And in that sense. They're, they're questions that have always been asked. Now, th there are particular issues that, that arise because of where our society happens to be. And there are certainly things that youth workers have to deal with today that, that I didn't have to deal with uh, even, even 30, 40 years ago. And uh, we'll perhaps address some of those in later uh, questions. But... Um, Having the time, I think I think the people that have influenced me the most, especially when I was younger, were people who were prepared to spend time with me. You know, they want, and and I think that's probably one of my besetting sins is that I'm always in a hurry. Um, you know, life is so busy that you're always you're always on a mission to do something, and and you don't have time to stop and spend the time that you should spend uh, with with someone. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's a lot of very helpful, uh, good counsel there. And like you said, just the, the importance of being with somebody. Um, you know, there are so many times, uh, I think we've said on this podcast, that some of the times we spend with junior hires uh, can seem so pointless. <laughs> but we see that the Lord is using that 
in a mighty way for years to come uh, when we can, when they, they, they seek us out to ask these questions that they're wrestling with. So um, that's some helpful perspective there. Um, well, Dr. Thomas, thanks again for that. Tomorrow we're going to uh, talk to Dr. Thomas about the seminary classroom and just how that has changed. So be sure to tune in and uh, listen to more with Dr. Thomas. Thanks again.